Hello, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ginger London Ministries show. I am Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining me on for tonight's show. As you know, we're doing the Making of a Spiritual Diamond uh, series. It's going to be a five-part series. This is show number two. Um, And this was done as a seven-day challenge a few weeks ago on uh, Facebook and with my email group. Uh, community, and uh, we're talking about spiritual growth and maturity and um, comparing the stages that a stone goes through in the cutting process before it becomes a diamond that we actually see in the store and comparing it to the stages or, yeah, the stages of the cutting process of our spiritual growth and maturity. So on tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, rough and uncut. This is... um, the uh, second part of a five-part series. And so, as usual, we are going to uh, start with prayer, and then we want to get right into um, the the radio show for um, today. So let's uh, go to God in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We thank you, Father God, that we have a heart to hear and ears to hear what you are saying to your people on tonight. Father, I decrease as the Holy Spirit increases. Now I pray for everyone, Father God, who has a desire to grow spiritually or a desire to grow to go to the next level in their spiritual growth. I pray, Father God, that this teaching will fall on good ground and every word that proceeds out of my mouth will be on assignment tonight, Father God. And for and we stand in faith and believing, as your word says, that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set forth to do. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit to empower us to grow. And we thank you, Father God, for an opportunity to come before you on tonight. Bless your name, O oh God. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So amen. Thank you once again. I am Ginger London, your host for tonight, also the owner of GingerLondon.com, and your um, Got to Get Myself Together 2014 Challenges um, host uh, for uh, this year. Throughout the year we're going to be doing different challenges to help you grow spiritually, to help you grow uh, in your career, in your business, and in your ministry. And uh, so now we're doing one for spiritual growth, which is the making of a spiritual diamond. So let's get right into uh, the the, uh, the teaching for tonight. Making of a spiritual diamond, and tonight we're talking about uh, rough and uncut. You know, once the stone in the natural has been found, the condition that it is usually in is in a rough and uncut uh, condition. Uh, It has been beneath the earth, covered with all kinds of debris. Even when it's pushed to the earth's surface, it is still covered with debris. And until the gem cutter gets it and begins the cutting process, it remains covered. Uh, in debris or full of debris. And so a lot of times when people become born again, even though they have become uh, members of the body of Christ, sometimes they stay still covered with a lot of debris and a lot of rubbish or garbage or things in their lives that are hindering them for, from uh, becoming spiritually mature, they stay in the same condition that they got saved in, and they don't grow or they don't know how to grow. And so when we talk talking spiritually, to grow and to mature, you must be free from being rough and uncut. You must be in a position where uh, you, uh, the, the process of removing the debris from your life um, uh, is happening. So you have to be free from being rough and uncut. Sometimes uh, we have a tendency to um, keep ourselves buried beneath 
you know, the salvation experience. You know, we get saved, people get saved, and that's where they stop right there. And they don't go through the cleansing process or the growing process. You know, they receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and they have the salvation experience, but they don't have the growth experience. They don't have the encounter. Uh, I say the uh, continuous encounter of, of experiencing God for growth. They just had a salvation experience, so they got rescued, they got snatched out of darkness and brought into spiritual light, but they, did, they, they uh, either don't know or they did not position themselves to continue on beyond the salvation experience. Um, in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, I'll read it to you. It says, For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. That says it all in a nutshell right there. But we're going to take that, we're going to look at that a little bit, and we're going to go a little bit further. It says in this passage of Scripture, that uh, God says that we are going to live in this evil world, but we are to live in it with wisdom, we are to live in it with righteousness, and devotion to God. Those are the three key things with wisdom. The Word of God says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it uh, a liberally and abraded not. In other words, he doesn't embarrass you because you ask him a question or you're seeking him on how to live or how to uh, handle situations or what to do in a particular matter. Uh, uh, he doesn't embarrass you because you don't know. When you ask him for wisdom, he gives it to you liberally. In other words, he gives you more wisdom than you ask for. And then we ought to live in it with the righteousness. That's with the righteous standards of God. What does the Bible say, you know, about how we are to live, you know, in this world without being of the world? What does the word of God say about living righteously and growing and trusting God and connecting to other believers and you know and what is our work what are we supposed to be doing in the earth and how are we supposed to be doing it? And then we are to develop a devotion to God. You know, the word of God says they that their hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. You have to really have a hunger and thirst for God to become devoted to God. You have to have a willingness to obey what the scriptures are teaching us to do uh, uh, as it relates to our relationship with God, the works that we do for God, and how we fellowship with other believers. You have to be open and have a devotion to God to be able to discern some things spiritually and to be able to recognize the voice of God speaking to you. And so in a nutshell, you don't want to stay uh, full of debris. You don't want to be rough and uncut. And another way to say that is simply you don't want to be a, a, a dirty diamond. You don't want to be a diamond that's never been cleaned off. You don't want to be a diamond that's never gone through the cutting process. You don't want to be a diamond that's just been pushed to the surface of the earth, if you will, as in the natural, and no one ever discovers you. And you remain right there where you surface, and then you're still covered in debris, you're still covered in dirt and dust, you're still covered in bad language, you're still covered in 
uh, unlit with limiting beliefs. You're still covered with negative thoughts. You're still covered with uh, low self-esteem. You know, low self-worth. You still have you still have a place any value on your life. You don't want to remain a dirty diamond, a rough and undiamond. You don't want to remain that. You want to go through the process, no matter how. Uh, uh, painful for lack of a better word right now, no matter how much you have to press your way through to get through the cutting process to grow spiritually, you want to, you, you want to do that. You do not want to remain dirty. You don't want to be, remain um, rough and uncut. So in order to get past the rough and uncut stage, you will need God's grace to empower you with the courage to change. That's very important. You will need the courage to change. Because if you've been in that state for a long period of time, if you've been stagnant, if you've been um, wallowing in the same uh, debris uh, or rough and uncut state for it and you've just become uh, accustomed to it, it's comfortable to you now, it's uh, easy for you because you've gotten used to it, you will need courage to change. Because when you decide to change, the enemy will come into your mind or, or will have you whisper into you, to, to you and say, oh, you don't want to change. Well, you don't, you, look how long you've been like this. Well, you, you know this. You know what's going to happen every day here. But when you make a decision to change, sometimes change brings about the unknown. You don't really know what's going to happen. You know something different is going to take place. Now you have to have the courage to take that step of faith to say, I want to change. So you need God. You need God's grace to empower you with the courage to change. So well, let me tell you a little bit about a dirty diamond. A, a diamond can be dirty uh, for one or two reasons. Number one, it's a rough diamond and it's never ever been cut, or it's a diamond that hasn't been cleaned in a while. So number one, it could be a diamond that has never um, uh, been cut. Uh, it's never been uh, through the cutting process. It's just it's a stone. It still has all of that dirt and stuff around it. Or it's a diamond that's never been cleaned. And that goes to being stagnant because maybe you have grown to a certain level in your spiritual uh, connection with God or your spiritual walk, and you stopped for whatever reason. Maybe you got hurt by somebody. Maybe you just got discouraged. Maybe you uh, got sidetracked, got distracted, got busy, you didn't stay focused. Whatever it is, you haven't been cleaned in a while. In other words, you haven't meditated in, uh, on the Word of God in a while. You haven't studied the Bible. You haven't been in, you haven't spent time in prayer in a while. You haven't uh, gone to church in a while. You haven't fellowship with the believers. You haven't been in the worship service um, for a long period of time. There's a reason why you uh, are you, you're possibly a dirty diamond right now because at one point. You were clean, but because you become you became stagnant, the dust has now settled on you again. There are some things that's hindering you from having a righteous and wonderful experience with God where you're growing daily. So in order for that to change, you have to start by taking an inward look. You have to start by taking an inward look. And an inward look goes beyond, you know, just recalling the things that happened uh, in a day, a week, or a month ago. You need to look closely and reflect on your thoughts. What are you thinking right now? What do you think about spiritual growth? What do you think about spirituality? What do you think about your relationship with God? What are you other believers in the body of Christ? What do you think about just being a Christian? You have to take a look at your feelings. How do you feel about it? The same things. How do you feel about the 
being a part of the body of Christ? How do you feel spiritually about being a spiritual person? How do you feel about what, what are your feelings towards your, your, your relationship with God? How do you feel about what are you feeling about? You know, what are your feelings about that? How do you feel right now? Do you feel like you have a relationship with God? Do you can you feel his presence in your life or has that become stagnant and you're wondering, you know, what's going on? I can't feel God's presence anymore. And then also Oh, are your motivations. You have to really take a look at your motivations. You know, what's motivating you to want to grow spiritually? That's a good motiv- motivator. But you might have some motivations in your life that are hindering you. What's motivating you, in other words, from uh, from the opposite of that? What What is the motivation that keeps you from growing spiritually? Or I would like to say, I'm using the word motivation, but just so for you can see the importance of spiritual growth. You know, there's some motivators that propel you to grow, and then there are some things that are motivating you to stagnate your growth. You know, what's keep what's motivating you to stay stagnant, to stay a dirty diamond? What's motivating you to uh, disconnect from the body of Christ? What's motivating you from uh, not uh, going to, the, uh, uh, to your weekly local uh, worship service? There's something that is uh, taunting at you or pulling on you, that's keeping you from growing spiritually. And then if you have a desire to grow, there are some great things that are motivating you and some spiritual things that are motivating you to grow spiritually. You have to have a motivator. You know, hey, when you want to get closer to God, you want to have a better uh, a spiritual uh, you want to be, you want to have a, a greater experience with God. You want to grow in his grace and in his knowledge. You want to see the manifestation of God in your life. You want to see miracles happening in your life. You want to see God open doors for you. You want to see God turn things around for you. What is the motivation that you have to grow spiritually? So you have to really take a good look at that. And periodically, you know, examining your experiences, uh, the decisions you make, the relationships you have, and the things you engage in provide you with some useful insight on your life's goals on the uh, the good traits uh, you you sustain and on the bad traits that you have to discard. You have to. The Word of God says it like this: Let a man examine himself to see if to see if his faith is genuine. So you really have to take a close look and do some self examination periodically out uh, throughout your life, just to get a, to to get an understanding on what are the good traits or good at, uh, attributes in your life, and what are those uh, things that are bad that, are, that need to be discarded because they're getting in the way of your spiritual growth. You know, uh, if, when you take that self-examination, it gives you clues on how to act or how to react to certain things and how to conduct yourself in the midst of any situation. But if you're not spiritually mature, sometimes when things come up in your life, you panic, uh, you become hysterical, you become uh, chaotic, you become belligerent, you become violent, hostile, because there's no spirit on the inside of you that's helping you to control how you react or respond to certain situations and and, situations. circumstances in life. And one of the, 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 the great disciplines of Christianity is, self, is self-discipline. You know, we have to learn self-control. We have to learn how to be self-controlled. But when you aren't growing spiritually, when you're not maturing in the things of God, uh, self-control is not something that you're going to have a handle on. You're going to react and act out of uh, the will of God when certain things occur or happen uh, in your life. 
So, you know, there, when you take that inward look, it takes courage and a willingness to seek the truth of God's word concerning your life. You know, so if you're a mean person and you get into the word of God and God reveals that to you, it takes courage to, to really act, to acknowledge that and take a look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm a mean person. You know, if you are a procrastinator or if, or you are someone who uh, parties a lot, you know, or you do ungodly things, things you go to ungodly places, you have uh, a, a, a host of ungodly friends, and you find yourself engaging in conversations and actions that you should not be doing as a believer, it takes courage to come for God to reveal that to you, for you to accept that and then say, God, I am willing to do what your word says in order to change. It takes courage, and it takes a you must have a willingness to obey God in order to eat the fruit of the land. And so that means in order to see a change in your life, you must, once God reveals some things to you in his word about your life, you have to have that willingness to obey God's word if you want to see a change in your life. So let's talk about go up for the rough and unpolished behaviors in your life so you can position yourself for spiritual growth. And so there are three main behaviors that you need to let go of, and then I'm going to talk, talk a little bit about that, and then I'm going to actually talk about how we grow up in Christ. And so I want you to write these down. Number one, you got a need to impress others. You have to let that go. You can't grow spiritually if you are still functioning off of a, in your life a need to impress others. You know, if you're spending too much of your time and your energy trying to impress other people, uh, seeking their approval, it's going to stunt your spiritual growth. Believe it or not, when you're trying to seek someone's approval and you're trying to um, uh, get them to like you, uh, to accept you, and all of those things, it stunts your spiritual growth. Because now you're not devoted to God, you're devoted to seeking approval. You're devoted to being accepted. You're, uh, you're devoted to uh, being liked. You're devoted to being loved. You're devoted to wanting to be in a relationship, whatever it is, where people are, where you're trying to impress someone. When you spend your energy and your time trying to seek in their approval, you're stunting your spiritual growth. Because the only approval that you should be seeking as it relates to spiritual growth is God's approval. Okay? If we don't, you, you know, the Word of God says to study and show yourself approved unto God. It's not that we don't really, you know, like and appreciate um, other people acknowledging certain things, things in us, but when our self-esteem and our self-worth and our value is based on whether or not they approve of us or whether they like us, then we're out of the will of God and our energies are wasted because we're not trusting God and we have not gone to God to find out who we are or to find out who you are in God when you are trying to impress someone else. That's the first thing you have to let go of, impressing people. The second thing you have to let go of is you have to let go of the need to talk too much. Sometimes, you know, uh, you spend a lot of time using uh, your, the power of your words by talking too much. You're saying the wrong things. You're saying too much of something. You're engaging in um, the wrong types of conversations. You know, or you're, you're engaging in the wrong type of, uh, wrong type of uh, maybe jokes that you're telling, you know, trying to fit in or trying to be the, you know, the, the funny one in the group, if you will. And sometimes you spend too much time talking negative about other people, situations, churches, leaders, you know, your job, your supervisors, your coworkers. You just spend too much time talking and not 
talking about the wrong thing, things and not the right things. So if you want to grow spiritually, you're going to have to start embracing the power of your words. The Bible tells us that we have the power of life and death in the tongue. So you have to embrace the power of your words. And since you know your words have power in them, especially if they are they're founded on the word of God, your words have power in them. You have to embrace that power. And you want the power that uh, makes a major uh, impact or impartation in a person's life for the betterment, for growth, uh, for, uh, in, for encouragement, uh, for empowerment. Even when you encourage yourself, you want to use the right power words in your life. You know, even when you're going through something, when you grow spiritually and you're trusting God and you're believing God that it's going to work out, he's going to turn it around, you have to embrace the power of your words. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. But thanks be to God, through the victory in Christ, in, through Christ Jesus, I have victory. You have to embrace the power of your words. You know, I am an, the apple of God's eye. I am a precious gem in the sight of God. He knows all about me. There's no fear in God. So I can be in God and not fear uh, of not being loved or wanted or accepted. I am more than confident of this. He that began a good work in me shall perform it until the day of Christ. Embrace the power of your words. If you want to see something happen in your life, embrace the power of your words. So let go of the need to talk too much. A lot of times when you talk too much, you say too much, and usually when you say too much, you're saying the wrong things. So, God, to help you to tame your conversation and speak, um, ask for the wisdom to know when to talk and who to talk to and what to say when you do talk, even when you're encouraging yourself. Now, the third thing that you want to let go of, you want to let go of your past. A lot of times the debris and that rough and uncut state that you're in is because you keep remembering the past. You keep thinking back what you used to do, how you did it, how in the world can God forgive me for all the wrong I've done, all those sorts of things. Or people come up and they remind you of your past. You have to let the past go. Paul says this, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So you want to forget the past, let it go. You can't grow looking backwards constantly. In other words, every time you talk, every time somebody try, uh, tries to talk to you, you're always talking about your past. Every time you try to um, go forward, you're always looking to, oh, I remember when. Uh, I, I don't know because one time I, no, you cannot grow looking to your past constantly. Every once in a while, you, your past may come up or you may have to review some things in your past, you know, to, to um, uh determine, you know, what steps not to do anymore or, you know, those kinds of things. But when you are focusing on your past um, with, the, with the intent of not letting it go and, and it's causing you to be hindered, that's when you will not grow spiritually. You can't change the past. Be grateful to God for any experiences that have helped you to grow and embrace today for today. Uh, be, crea- uh, be your creative purpose and not your once-lived past. You must let your past go. So those are the three things that if you're going to actually uh, dig your way out, if you will, or or, or uh, make a commitment to say, hey, I no longer want to be rough and uncut. I don't want this debris around me. There may be some other things that you may need to let go. But for me, I found in ministry over the 
the last 20-plus years that a lot of times people are stuck in their growth process because, number one, they're either trying to impress other people and they're not going, they're not getting into the Word, they're waiting on the other, whoever the people are they're trying to impress, they're waiting on them to talk, tell them what to do. They're waiting on a Word from them. They're waiting on directions from them, and they won't get into the Word. Or they're talking too much, and they won't get into the Word. They're not speaking faith confessions. They're speaking the wrong thing. Or they're, stay, they're stuck in the past for, for some reason. Bad relationships, ungodly family relationships, bad experiences on the job, uh, bad experiences in business, you know, um, or just bad experiences with friends, you know, friendships. Uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, mistakes they made that they can't seem to just get over and they refuse to allow God to deliver them from from those uh, past mistakes and they stay stuck and so they don't grow. So how do you grow? How do you grow up in Christ? There are several things, just a couple of three major points that I want to uh, talk with you about on to, uh, on during this show. But before we get down, a couple of bullet points, if you will, that I want to um, bring to your attention. And uh, as we talk about how we grow up um, uh, in Christ, and I'm going to compare it to some uh, to our growth as human beings. You know, the first thing is people understand the concept of growth and the physical development of humans, and we know why it's important, right? We all know that because to grow, you know, we start off we start off as babies. We're born, we start off as babies, and we have to be, you know, in order for us to grow to get to the size that we are now. You know, there are stages of growth that we go through as human beings. And so as a newborn babe, just like spiritually, you have, you needed milk to grow. You started off with milk and then you graduated to, uh, you know, foods for toddlers and then table food and then so on. But you started off with milk. You know, you needed milk. That's the only thing that your body could handle really at that time. And it's the same thing as spiritual growth. As newborn babes, babes, the desire to sincere milk of the word. Okay, so if you're a new Christian and you're starting out and you're trying to go spiritually, I will not send you to Revelations, the book of Revelations, for you to start in the book of Revelations for your spiritual growth because that's, that, that's too strong. You need the sincere milk of the word right now to grow spiritually. And as you grow and mature uh, in this, your walk with God and in studying the scriptures, then you can grow to, to uh, meteor uh, passages, if you will, um, so we know that um, uh, when you start off as a baby in the natural, what happens is babies are very immature physically and mentally, uh, but later on you expect them to develop. You expect them to grow, you know, um, and it's the same thing uh, for us spiritually. You know, growth uh, uh, is development or improvement. That's our goal. Uh, that's the spiritual goal. goal of growth is to improve. It is to develop spiritually and it is to improve our lives spiritually. That's the goal for spiritual growth. So when we become born again, we are the child of God, and uh, spiritually we are immature. Let's just call it as smart as we think we are, you know, and as anointed sometimes as we would like to see ourselves. When we are born again in the body of Christ, when we get saved, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have behind your name, it doesn't matter how much experience you have on your job, how many years you've been in business, it doesn't matter what family you came from. When you get born again, when you have that experience, you become a babe in Christ. That's a new birth experience, a rebirth experience that you have. You become a babe in Christ and you are spiritually immature. And if you go back and look at all the great leaders in the body of Christ, they all started off the same way as we start off, spiritually immature. Paul had his Damascus Road experience, and as, as 
as smart as Saul was before his name was changed, as smart as he was, he was the Hebrew of the Hebrews. I mean, he was the best of the best. When he had that Damascus Road experience, he was set to sit at so to sit under someone at someone else's feet to learn the scripture. As smart as he was, he was immature spiritually. And so when a person becomes born again, they are a child of God, but they are spiritually immature. But as time passes, um, the person should develop. You should be developing. You should be developing your spiritual qualities, your abilities. You should be uh, developing, uh, becoming uh, more mature in the Word of God, understanding the Word of God. And when you develop uh, as an individual, if you will, as a congregation member, as you develop then the con- and you become matured and strong in the body of Christ, then the congregation as a whole. All of us are individuals, but when we come into the body, to the church, as the believers in your local church, the congregation, the more matured we are as individuals, individuals in the body of, in the church, the more mature, more mature the congregation as a whole will become, and the more matured our church, we won't have so many other things going on in the local body that we hear about, and so we have to become spiritually matured um, as individuals first. So I'm gonna give you some scriptures right quick that talk to you about becoming spiritually. Um, uh, being spiritually matured. Uh, number one is Ephesians 4, verses 14 and 15. Be no longer children, but grow up in Christ. Ephesians 4, 14 and 15. 2 Peter 3 and 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3. The Thessalonians grew exceedingly in faith. And then, uh Philippians 1 and 9 is where Paul prayed for their love to be to abound more and more. And so those are some scriptures. So how do we grow? How do we grow in Christ? How do we um, um, get the debris off? How do we move from the rough and uncut uh, condition into a position where we are ready to grow spiritually or we, or we start our journey? Number one, and this is very important, is you have to have a desire to grow. Number one, you have to have a desire to grow, to grow in God's grace. You, must, you, you will not grow unless you have a desire to grow. So if you think about it um, in the physical realm, as, we, as I was talking about little children earlier, when you think about it, um, even as little children, little children have a, a desire to grow. They want to be the big girl, the big boy. They want to be... Or the big brother, the big sister, excuse me, they want to grow. They say things like, oh, Mommy, I want to grow up and be just like you. Daddy, I want to grow up and be just like you. Children, when they're small, they want to grow up. They want to get bigger. And so that's what should happen, you know, um, in the spiritual realm. Christians must want to grow. You have to want to grow. Even when you're talking about little children, their parents want them to grow. You know, uh, they get excited. They get excited when they say the first word. They get excited when they take their first step. They get excited when, uh, you know, um, they uh, do the first um, uh, picture or they uh, write the first word or they can write their name on paper. They get excited about their children when they do all of those things. All right, so you have to have that you must want to grow. And this scripture I already said to you, 1 Peter 2 and 2, desire the 
pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You know, some uh, you know some some people seem to like being spiritual babies. You know, they don't want to grow. It's easy to be a baby because there's no responsibility. You know, uh, you have other people that uh, that feed you spiritually. You have other people that clothe you in the spirit realm. You know, they they hold your hand when you're going through something. You know, some people don't want to grow, but if you want to see God move in your life. Yeah, they have a desire to move from the baby in Christ stage to a more spiritually mature stage. You must once you have that desire to grow and you start growing, you have to you have to maintain that desire to grow. You know, you um you have to really, really have a hunger and thirst for God. And then the second one, after you have a desire to grow, you must nourish your growth. You need spiritual food from God's word. That's the only way that you're gonna grow. You must nourish your growth. You need spiritual food from God's word. A child, as we were talking, cannot grow, you know, um, physically without the proper food. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. You must uh, uh, have spiritual food if you're going to grow spiritually, and you need that spiritual food from the word of God. 1 Peter chapter 2 and 2 says, As newborn babes desire to see the pure milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. All right, and then there's Second Peter three and eighteen. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then Matthew four and four. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So you have to nourish your growth. You have to keep. You have to. Um, uh, study the Word of God. You have to attend church services. You have to attend weekly Bible studies if you have that at your church. You have to uh, feed your uh, spiritual growth and your spirit man on a regular basis. You have to feed it over and over again. You have to grow spiritually because there's a scripture uh, in Hebrews that talks about, you know, when you should be teaching other people, now there's a need to go back and give you the basics again. You should not be at the basics all of your life. There comes a point uh, or a time in your spiritual walk where you are helping somebody else to grow spiritually, and that's important. And then um, uh, the third thing uh, is time and patience. Uh, if you're part of the challenge, if you were a part of the the Facebook uh, and the web, the uh, Spiritual Diamond Challenge, seven day challenge, you will remember me saying that spiritual growth is not overnight. That you need time and you need patience. You uh, sometimes we want to see things right now, want to see our growth right now, and it doesn't happen like that. So you need time and you need patience. Uh, it takes time, it takes patience. You can be excited right now and you can feel that excitement and you can let that excitement motivate you to grow spiritually, you know. But, you know, it really requires time. It's a, it, it is, um, it is, it, it's, it's a progress and it's a development and it's over time, all right? And, and don't expect to reach your, you know, spiritual maturity overnight. You're going to have to go through a process to get there, all right? So just like children, as we were talking about children, they don't, uh, they don't become fully grown instantaneously. It's the same thing um, with spiritual maturity. It's not overnight. Uh, James 1 and 4 says to become perfect and mature, uh, lacking nothing, um, that you must be patient in order for that to happen. But let patience have a perfect work in you so that you, that you can be matured, lacking nothing. You, and patience is a good virtue to have. 
you know, you have people say, oh, don't pray for patience. Yes, pay for patience. Because when you pray for patience, that's a great work, a great work that's going to take place in your spirit, man. Patience has to work in you. The Word of God says that you will be matured, lacking nothing. So you want to make sure that um, you, that you have patience for this and that you give it time, give yourself time uh, for spiritual growth. Don't become discouraged by any mistakes or, or any uh, rebukes that may happen. It's, it, it, it's just like children in the natural. When they're growing up, they make mistakes. They have to get corrected. They have to be disciplined. You know, it's the same thing with you spiritually. So when you make some mistakes, don't beat yourself up, you know, um, just keep going. If you're not sure what you're supposed to do, ask somebody for um, some direction on how what you need to do regarding that, and then you follow those faith steps or those biblical principles on how to get, you know, how to, you know, maybe you need to repent, apologize, say you're sorry to someone, or repent to God for uh, doing something, uh, you know, uh, contrary to His word, and then you need to keep going, keep moving. Don't get stagnant. Don't become discouraged. Don't become, you know, don't beat yourself up. Remember, for therefore there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. If you mess up, there's an advocate that goes to God on your behalf. So you don't become discouraged. Pick your, just refresh yourself. Pick yourself up. Refresh yourself and keep growing. Keep moving from grace to grace, faith to faith, and glory to glory. You have to grow in grace and knowledge, and it takes some time. Uh, to do that, you know, so you want to make sure that you don't become discouraged in your spiritual growth because if you become discouraged in your spiritual growth, the enemy will come in and he will stunt your growth and you will stop and you will look up and it will be five, six, seven months, a year from now, and you'll still be in the same place spiritually. You'll still be right here in this rough and uncut stage with a lot of debris all around you when you were headed in the direction that was going to bring you out of the rough and uncut state condition and bring you into the righteous place. You know, you want to grow spiritually. You want to become the spiritual diamond because when that debris, when, uh, when you're going through the cutting process of spiritual growth and you're becoming that spiritual diamond, when that debris starts falling off, when that rough and uncut stage, you know, uh, condition when God begins to take that off of you, what happens is the light of God, the glory, the brilliance of God begins to start, you know, coming through and shining forth in your life and people start seeing something other than that old person you used to be. They start seeing the precious gem that, you know, they start seeing you through God's eyes. They start seeing that precious gem. They start seeing you. They see a glow on you. They start complimenting you. They start telling you how they've been watching you and they see your growth. They're so happy for you and they're so excited about how God's going to use you. They start praying for you. They let you know that they're praying for you. So you want to maintain your spiritual growth. This cutting process is a little painful or it becomes a little rough at times because you have to deal with some things that you've been trying to put on the back burner and not deal with it. You, you know, bear it deep down on the inside of you and now God is saying, no, got to bring this up and out because if you don't, it's going to surface and going to hinder you. You may have to go through some growing pains, as I said on the first show, but it's worth it all in the end. It's worth it when you see yourself as that spiritual diamond, when your light is shining and the word of God says, let your light shine so that men might see your good work. When when they can see your light shining and the good work that you're doing, you're going to know that growing spiritually was worth it. 
So even as you're listening to this teaching and going through, uh, listening to this show, I should say, in this teaching, you might already be feeling some growing pains, and you know, and so you may already uh, be feeling like, wow, you know, yeah, this is where I am. I'm in this rough and uncut state uh, condition, and I do. I need to let God take over and take control of my life so that I will not remain um, in this particular uh, condition. Uh, so it's very important that you um, surrender your life to God. Uh, and when I say surrender your life, I'm not saying if you're saved already that you're not saved. What I mean by that is that you present your body as a living sacrifice. That's your life, holy and acceptable unto God. You have to surrender everything. Every part of your being has to be so be surrendered for the spiritual growth to take place in your life. You can't just want um, want to surrender um, your heart to God, but then you want to keep having negative thoughts. You know, you don't want to surrender your mind to God. You can't surrender your mind to God, but you want to keep saying horrible things about other people. You want to still, you know, dibble and dabble in gossip and dibble and dabble in using profanity and dibble and dabble in saying negative things even about your own life and speaking doom and gloom over your own life and then say you're spiritually mature. It doesn't work that way. When you grow spiritually, when the Holy Spirit has a work in you, has done a great work in you, everything changes. The scripture says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things passed away. Behold, all, keywords, all things become new. Everything, everything becomes new. In other words, you're no longer spiritually blind. You have not walked into a spiritual light. So in order to maintain that spiritual light and growth, you have to keep yourself in that position. So you don't go back to dark things. You stay in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. And he said that he came that you not only just have life, but you have life, that you have life more abundantly. And the only way to have life more abundantly is you have to... Um, maintain your spiritual growth. You have to keep growing and you have to uh, stay in good fellowship with God. And you do that by growing spiritually. Remember you are a new creature. Remember you are a precious gem in the sight of God that you are a spiritual diamond. Uh, You are the making of a spiritual diamond. Uh, Even if you are spiritually mature right now, if you're going to the next level, you know diamonds diamonds come in different sizes, cuts and, uh, and shapes. You know, no matter what stage you are in, you are the making of a spiritual diamond. And I want to encourage you because there's a brilliance, there's a light that is awaiting to come to come from you to be seen in the world so that you can make a difference. And one diamond is used to cut another diamond. So it's important that you grow spiritually because God works through his people. And so when you grow spiritually and he gets you to the place of spiritual maturity, then you are ready to help someone else grow. I am Minister Ginger London. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. God bless you. I pray that you will become that spiritual diamond, that you will surrender your life to God, and that you will let him bring you to spiritual maturity and take you through this cutting process. If you are rough and uncut, fear not. God has a greater condition awaiting you. Thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. I look forward to meeting you on the next show. God bless you. Have a great day and wonderful evening. Take care.